Springs got 3,000 games. I like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, I grew yeah. up. Uh, Everything. But I was like a fanatic in football. Was like yeah. Win 11, when I started the PlayStation, Win 11 was like <laughs> crazy. But I really like Street Fighter and Mortal Yeah, Kombat. this thing is funny. I, I bought it. I, I didn't sell the machine. <laughs> it was yeah. like, a, what game? What is this? Oh, yeah. I played it like one, I don't even know. How many, how many games you have? There's like 3,000 3, on there. Oh. They're really cool. They're not, I think I paid 60,000 baht for it. It's good. Yeah, it's f and you did know it's funny. Did you buy in Thailand? I bought it here, like at one of the pool table places off the guy. Uh, in, the, the, in the main street, right? Uh, no, it's like going to the Heron's Monument. It's called uh, like Phuket pool tables. Obviously, yeah. they come from China. If you really want to go cheap, you can bring it from China. Nah, it's but it's too much. then if it breaks, now you have no service person. So yeah. fuck that. So uh, okay, now we're ready. Yeah, maybe we'll use that at, at the intro as well. Okay, and here we go. Clap in. Okay, welcome to Fruiting Body Podcast with your host, Brendan O'Neill. We are a medicinal mushroom company located here in Phuket, Thailand. And Fruiting Body is connecting people on the island to you and telling their stories. Uh, we have a lovely guest on our, uh, on our episode today. This is Clayton, owner and founder of Phuket Fight Club. And also, it's Ma Magic Paradise as Magic well. Magic Paradise. Magic Paradise Party. And we'll talk a little bit about that because there was a, a lot of uh, stuff in the news, especially if you've been around here for, I don't know, the past couple of years. Um, before we get started, like, subscribe, smash all that stuff. We're growing in the algorithms. If you subscribe as, you know, one of the first part of our community, maybe we'll have some kickback later. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Okay, let's get this started. Thanks a lot, Clayton, for joining us today. Much appreciated. Um, we'll just double check. How is his, his, his mic is okay in terms of the, it's not covering his face? I think it's okay. Ah, that's good. I think okay. it's okay. Easy. If okay. I cover my face, it's no problem. <laughs> no worries. So thank you for having me here. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming. So uh, as we explained before, the way we do this podcast is it's about the journey without that hippy-dippy bullshit. But we just want to kind of explain like uh, where you came from, how you came to Thailand, and what you're doing here. So let's start back with Clayton in Brazil. <laughs> That's a long story into Thailand. Uh, I grew up in Brazil. Yeah, I come from the middle of Brazil. The name of the state is Goiás. Mm. I don't know if you hear about the state. It's the middle of Brazil. You've been in Brazil, right? Uh, I used to have a Brazilian girlfriend from Belo Horizonte. It's not far from Belo Horizonte. Okay. The name is Goiânia, but uh, I born in Rio Verde. Rio Verde is kind of small city. I grew up uh, and studied in Goiânia too. And I lived part of my life in uh, Goiânia and Rio de Janeiro. And what, what was it a typical like Brazilian childhood like that I would imagine? Uh, I, I mean, you're not, you're, not living, you're not living in the favelas or anything no, at no, this no, level. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I didn't live in favela, but uh, I grew up playing football in the street too. Going around with bicycles, uh, play with my friends. Uh, we have a different childhood in Brazil. The place where I born in Brazil is uh, really quiet, so and safe, so mm -hmm. you can play in the street without no problem. And also, I make university in, in Goiânia, so I, I grew up uh, part of my life in Rio Verde, and I was in, when I was teenager, I grew up in, uh, in Goiânia. So, at what age did you move over? No, no, Guyana meaning Guyana like is the capital of the state. Oh, the capital of the state. Okay, yeah, I was starting capital. to think of like Guyana as yeah, the other. I come country. there to study yeah. to to make university. I, I, I went there like a. 18 years old, 19, 18 years old. Yeah. I remember. But I I finished up in Rio de Janeiro. And what did you go to school for? What were you studying? I, st I finished administration. We call it in Brazil an administration of company. Okay. Yeah. And when you were growing up as a child, like, was, was this always your goal? Because as a successful businessman that you are today, were you always looking to kind of be that entrepreneur and getting into business from the beginning? No, man, I was playing football. That was it. I was playing football, serious. You, you, you see my weight now, but it's true. I was a, I was a professional goalkeeper from futsal. Okay, you know yeah, futsal? Yeah, I know. I yeah. was a professional goalkeeper in the team of my city when I was 16 years old. I was a professional I have a few thoughts from this time. And then I moved to Goiânia also to play football mm. for the main team, Goiás Sport Club. So I played futsal there for one year also, and I started to study there. So my main goal was to supposed to be goalkeeper on a futsal. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, was I, not, I was not supposed to be like a, a director of company or nothing. 
I stood in administration of company, but my dreams was like a initially football. Play football. So what what happened to to that that uh, that dream in terms of being a professional futsal? Was it injury or was it just kind of no, you, you I, gave up? I received a proposal to play in the south of Brazil. Um, then my mom comes and say, "No, you have to go and stood my sister too. She, yeah. My sister's much more older than me. I don't think it's a good idea." And by the end, it was not a good idea. I'm happy with what I, I become. Yeah, because eventually, like th those football careers, unless you're going professional, professional, yeah, yeah. after 24, 25, it can fade away quite quickly as well. Yeah, yeah. And then I started to study. I started to also promote parties in Brazil when I was like more young. Mm -hmm. And uh, between promote part and student was driving my life. At at that now you're talking a young age like pre 18. You're doing these these parties. Were they big events? Was it more local? We started with a, a small events, and then I get opportunity to do a, a, a big parties in Guyana, and also I get some shareholders in a big party to do in Sao Paulo too. I opportunity to do like a big parties in Rio, and mm -hmm. I start to to promote events. And what type of parties? What type of what, music what was, was electronic music? At okay. this time, actually, it was a psytrance. Okay. It was a psytrance music. I, I become in this electronic music from psytrance. What, what year are we talking? This was around. We are talking about two thousand four. About two thousand four. Okay. Five. Two thousand four. Five. Mm. Yeah. And I did parties in Brazil like until two thousand nine. Mm -hmm. Until two thousand nine. Until until I get fucked with my partners, yeah, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> uh, of course. Here, one so. sec. Let's push the mic down a bit. Yeah, and push it down. Uh, like, let's see if this goes down. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, the only problem with the we we gotta fix this with the mic stands is like we don't get good arm movement. No problem. But uh, yeah, that's good there. Um, so. You're, you're running these parties in Brazil. Now, at the same time, were you going to school, like, simultaneously, like, running the parties yeah, and going yeah. to school? at the same time, at the same mm. time. Actually, I, wor I work also in, the, in a newspaper there for, like, a six months just to get some experience, you know, about the job. Diário da Manhã is the name. It's a day morning Like a morning newspaper. Yeah, yeah, day yeah. morning is the name in English. Day yep. morning newspaper. Uh, I don't know the name in, in in English about this. What I was doing there, the name in, in Portuguese was Diagramador. So I was the guy who organized the news, the title in the computer, and I put to print there. Oh, kind of, kind of the. I guess that'd be like what the copywriter, or it's more on the copy Something side. Something like that. Yeah, but it's not. It's not really the graphic design. No, no, no yeah. graphic design. So I worked like a six months on this. Mm. And I try to be more involved in the computer, try to make some course for the software too, to develop software. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm not that good on this. Like I, I, I like to promote and I go I like to create something, you know. And uh yeah, I, I did the part until two thousand nine. And I start to travel. I start to travel for festivals, electronic music, and then uh I have the idea to to move out from Brazil to, to live in Europe. So at this point you've you've graduated. You're yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're already starting I to no. I finish everything. Uh, yeah. my graduation in two thousand seven, two thousand six okay. or seven. Yeah, and at that point you got those opportunities to do music festivals in Europe. How how did that? No, actually, I, I was just traveling for the festivals just to enjoy, mm. just to enjoy. And I got a lot of friends in Portugal and a lot of friends in, in Amsterdam. So and I get in love in Amsterdam. So and then I decided to move to Amsterdam to in love in Amsterdam or do you have you found love? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe no, a I bit of both. Love, both. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Both, actually both. Okay. So and then I start uh, thinking, well, I, I should move to Europe. I really like there. So I got, as I say before, I get fucked with my my partners, upset, and say, well, why not? Then I moved to Amsterdam with the dreams to organize like events. I, I, at least I, I did some events there. But I was fucking to try to open some business. I get opportunity to open a, a, a coffee shop with a friend. He was a half Brazilian and a half uh, Dutch, Dutch guy. We we tried this for one year, and we didn't get the license. It was hard to get the license there. So let, they, let's they, uh, they closed the license. Clarify there. that a coffee shop meaning like probably legalized. Yeah, the legalized to sell weed yeah. and marijuana yeah. and all these stuffs. And uh, and this is now we're getting into two thousand nine. We, we get in two thousand ten now. Two thousand ten. Yeah. And between two thousand ten and two thousand eleven, was tried to do some business there about this coffee shop. I did two events. One was not electronic music, actually. 
We bring uh, singers from from Brazil because the com- the Brazilian community there in Amsterdam is so big. I mean, in general in Holland, it's re- really really big. And we try and uh, we did actually two good events with some singers from Brazil. And uh, end of 2011, I come to Thailand. Who were these singers? Was the name was Jorge Mateus. And and if you're from Brazil, everybody kind of knows. Everybody, everybody knows, knows this guy. But yeah. there was just in the, there was not too famous like now. Now that like a, one of the best uh, certain ages, the 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 style of of the of this guy certain age. Mm-hmm. So they are now the too famous now, and the, and at this time they are quite cheap to bring. So we invest this. Was successful. Was mm. really nice. But it's not my passion, like it's not what I I I become from electronic music, you know. So, th- but this was still kind of your stepping stone into Europe and changing your career yeah. path as well, and just trying yeah. some something just, new. I just trying to to yeah. something new, you know. I I come from a, a good family. I cannot complain about my family. I try to invest my money. I try to to smell some opportunities. So these two events was really big, was successful. I tried to open the coffee shop in Fortunately, we can't. Couldn't get no. certificates or licenses no, no, or whatever. No. Yeah. And then uh, I started to travel a little bit and I went to Thailand. And when I went, went to Thailand, I got a lot of like, say, wow, I want to open something here, mm. but I don't know what. And uh, I went here because my friend was training here and fight. He was training in Phuket, not in Bangkok. Yep. And with him, I get a lot of friendships in Bangkok with fighters. And uh, I talked to him and say, his name is Jack. I say, Jack, uh, what should I open here? I say, man, uh, there's a one Brazilian guy too. His name is Carlos. His nickname Kaique. He he wants to open a gym. I say, I don't know nothing about Muay Thai. How am I going to open a gym? Man? And uh, he say, yeah, but do you have the money to invest? And he don't have the money. And he understands a lot of Muay Thai. And uh, he has a wife, Thai wife. And uh, she works uh, with a, a bigger lawyer company here. So... I think it's a good idea, guys. Talk. And then I talk with this guy, and in the beginning, he, he wants to open a loan. But as my friend say, he has no the money. And I say, okay, I could be investor. Then we talk for like a, one month, and uh, I, w- I think I went back to Europe mm, for a few months to fix things in my apartment. And, and what, what year? Now we're getting into 2012. Yes, to beginning of 2012. I, yeah. I, I I get my visa three months. I stayed all the three months here. So before I expired my visa, I went back to Europe and said, I, I don't want to be here like a full time. I want to I, I wanna have both of Both of worlds. Yeah. yeah. You know, summers in Europe, winters yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. And then I come and then I talk with him and he said, yeah, yeah, okay, let, let's, let's do this. And then I say, so how am I going to open this? I don't understand about the law here. I don't understand about Muay Thai. And I start to be more into the Muay Thai stuff. I get a lot of French in Bangkok fighter. Liu, and Jaws, uh, the another Liu Leonardo, I mean doing. All of these guys help me a lot. Liu worked with me until, until now. He's the head coach in Phuket Fight Club. He was a fighter when we meet. Mm-hmm. He come to be a fighter in the gym. And now he's the head coach. So, but the final conversation was in the in a bar table, when we like a, we mm. say we're gonna open the gym, and uh, from this conversation now we have nine years of Phuket Fight Club. And okay, so before I jump right into that, because I, I think uh, there's some questions I have on that. When you initially came to Thailand and you were just kind of coming for three months, did you come with the intention to maybe find opportunity or in business, no. or was it more just rest and relaxation? No, I come to travel and enjoy. Just to travel and travel enjoy. enjoy. Yeah. I supposed to stay one month in Kopanga mm. to party. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> why? Why everybody goes there? To There's party. two options. You're, you're going to party or you're going to a yoga oh, to retreat. Be a zen. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, but uh, and, uh, I went to Copenhagen one, one week and I stayed more in Phuket. I trained a little bit with him. There was a dragon, dragon white tie, I think. Mm. I think they're not open anymore. I trained a little bit and tried to be into my tie a little bit. And uh was funny because like I got in love for the country. That's the, the point. And see, I, and then and I, when he talked about open a gym, and then they say, yeah, I can open a gym, I can build some rooms, I can even have some motorbikes to hand. And I start to have more ideas, you know. So uh, this this going to work. Like, I smell opportunity. 
Yeah, because he's going to be able to bring the technical expertise on like what it takes to run the gym, yeah. and you're able to kind of have that understanding of the business side and the operations of how to make the wheels spin. And yeah, and the funny thing is, uh, we didn't open as a Phuket Fight Club. That wasn't the original no, name. No, 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 no. no. Uh, that guy Carlos, the guy who has a, the idea to open a gym, he has a good contact with a really famous Thai trainer in Bangkok. His name is Manop. He was a I don't know if you know Sunshine. Yeah, I know. Sunshine. He was like a Sunshine trainer before, and uh, he said, "Look, uh, I have a good relation with this uh, this trainer. He was my trainer when I was in Bangkok. You should bring him, and you should to open the gym with his name, mm. and he's gonna become our shady holder too." And he's very famous. So the name of the gym was Manop Gym. Mm -hmm. The original name was Manop Gym. We stay with this name one year uh, and one year and a few months. So then we start to build in the gym in 2012, but uh, with the project Manop Gym. At this time, we did a, we did a, a championship in Brazil with the name Manop Gym. Championship and bringing and were you bringing and fighters the, over and the and the, and, the, and the who win the the championship in two categories and they get the the ticket and free train for three months. Ah, okay. So we opened the championship in Brazil too. We promote the gym in Brazil because like uh, we are from Brazil, we should promote the gym there and here. So we really promote the gym. When we opened, that was like a full full of Brazilians, full of Brazilians. It was incredible. We opened in 2012 in November. And wh where did you originally open up on, in Phuket? How big was the location at that point? It, it's the same location, Shalong and Soipalai, same location. We just grow, grow, and grow more. And just in terms of the, the yeah. land and the facility yeah, yeah, is yeah, growing. Exactly. Yeah. We open, and um, after three months, the guy gave up. Carlos. Yeah. Okay. What, what happened? It just maybe, I don't know. You I don't know, that. like... Uh, He started to look to the gene and say, look, you invest the money and I supposed to give back the money to you, but I don't have this money right now to give back. Yeah. But uh, he built in a house behind the land. So you can stay with the house. We can buy the house. We can calculate uh, how much expand, how much you expand and try to find the deal. And then we, we find the deal and then he left the gym and I was alone <laughs> without speak Thai English. So and, and, and how how was your your English like even if we were to go back when you my left Brazil my, my English is bad still bad nah, I, I, I think so but I think it's fine <laughs> it was worse than this at this time man it was worse <laughs> and I and I talked to to Liu Liu was the guy who always helped me man and I talked to Liu what are you gonna do <laughs> and say I have one uh, Liu and Jack my, my best friend yeah say I have an idea there is in Bangkok is a Leo I'm in doing he's a fighter and he's a girlfriend. She works in a in a office there, and she speak a proper Thai, and her English is really really good, and she understand about the law here. You should bring these people to help us. And I just talk with Max. Her name is Max Max Mire, and she she accept the offer straight away, straight away she accept the offer, and uh, she moved to Phuket, and she help us a lot in the beginning because she understand about the law. She speak proper Thai, and also. Her boyfriend, and this time, Leo, he also helped us a lot. He also speak Thai. And, man, we, we go. Well, yeah, was not, what was not easy. It was so difficult. Anyone looking to open a gym as well, probably, e even if you're coming with the business side of it, I mean, you're going to need um, someone familiar with the law in Thailand. And also, you, you, I, I, for me, you need some support. And you need yeah. support for the Thai people. But we, we don't have the support in this time. We just go. Yeah, just to try to see what happens. Just put the happens. guys to fight in Patong, to fight in Thai fight, to fight everywhere. To yep. make some money with them. And also to the student, try to give some quality of train to them. And then that's it. Today, like uh, we have the support of the, all the promoters. We don't need, don't need to ask to put the fight. They come to us to ask mm -hmm. to put the fight. It's different. But between 2012 and 2021, it's a really long story, man. How was there like a, a milestone or a key date in which like kind of you got because clearly you're on the map now. I mean, there's a lot of Muay Thai gyms on the island that everyone is aware of. You got your Tiger Muay Thai. We got Bang Tao opening. Yep. Um, you got AKA, yeah, but yeah. obviously Phuket. And then we had well a, a top team as well. Mm -hmm. But Phuket Fight Club is 
you're in the running. You're, you're, you're part of that conversation. I mean, there are a lot of other gyms that are not part of that conversation. So what was that moment when, or when did that happen when your gym kind of became like a very well-recognized gym? Was it straight from the beginning or did that take a few years? No, this take, I think three years was when Jose Neto get the first belt. My opinion. My opinion, just my opinion. And and, w- and let's talk he, about he, that. He, what which belt though specifically? He, he like, got a uh, WMC belt. He fights against okay. a, a really Thai famous guy at this type, and I forget his name. And now he's a trainer in my gym. He just come. Okay. Ba- he just come to be trained in my gym uh, last week. I forget his name. Uh-oh. Sorry about <laughs> that. So they fight in China in a big event for this belt, and then he beat this Thai. It was a really hard fight. And then we start to become, and then we start to make more champions. And but uh, to be honestly, the K, the K day, it was in 2016 when I come back from 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 a, a long holiday. I, I got some like personality problems to solve. I been out of Thailand one year and a half. When I come back, I saw the gym was totally fucked up, like a destroyer. But the guys was doing doing well. The gym was not that well, but the guys is doing well. And I talk with Leo. I say, what should I, we do? Should we s- try to find some investor? Should I sell this gym because uh, I don't know? Or should I invest or by myself? And he said, boss, I believe you can do something special here. He was the guy who pushed me to do this, Fight Club, even to the new facilities. Mm-hmm. And I say to him, look, if you're going to do something here, we need to grow more. And uh, do you think we can be something MMA? Or he said, yeah, I believe. And then he pushed me. And then I started to, 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 to grow more. I started to put more space to train, more weights. Uh, the gym become more bigger, only in Muay Thai. I invest more money in the market. I bring more stuff. I bring more trainers. And then we start. The, the key Time was 2016, middle of 2016. Did you, as in transi- transitioning also into MMA, to opening it up to that? The transition for MMA started in to- end of 2017. I started to design the project. I give the project for the architect in the end of 2018. And then I realized uh, about the land. I tried to get the same land with the same owner. And then I, I did this in 2019. So, but the key, the key was in 2006 because I have a dubit about my, my, my investment. Yeah. I have a, a lot of uh, things in my head. You weren't sure is it working? That's why I say to working? you that the key was in 2006. But even at that point in time, I mean, were you making a profit or was it kind of just sustainable? And that, that's kind of why you were making well, that decision? It was not make a, a lot of profit, to be honest. But I see something in my fighters. Mm. They're doing really well, man. They're a bit like a famous Thai guys. I say, man, I need to keep doing this dream, not only for me, you know, for these guys too. And your your fighters that you're bringing in, because you have some famous fighters as well yeah. with Alicia, mm-hmm. uh, and she just had a, a baby as yeah, well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been following her, and I think she follows a, a bunch of our accounts. Yeah. Um, how do you go about getting those world class fighters? What's your process? Th- th- this is interesting. I start to look on YouTube how how the guys was fighting in Brazil, because Brazil did. They have a lot of uh, events there. And uh, at this time, uh, I find first Lobo, Julio Lobo. And he's the, he's the uh, Ominoi Stadio champion. He's our first Stadio Muay Thai champion. And uh, I talk with Liu, and you say, no, he come, he come to train here like a two months when he was out. He's really, I will talk about him. You should bring this guy. We should help this guy to come to Thailand. And then the first guy... Who, helped to really to come to Thailand was Julio Lobo. I invested in ticket and everything and big Julio Lobo. And this guy never disappointed. Mm. Uh, actually, the first guy was uh, Robin. The guy come with 16 years old, but he come when opened the gym. But in the in the, in the K year was Julio Lobo. We bring Julio Lobo straight away in the 2016. And did you bring him from Brazil? From like Brazil. He's from Santos, Brazil. So he was doing, he was on the Brazilian circuit doing very yeah. well or he, was he traveling he, the world? He was the number one yeah. in his category. He arrived in Thailand uh, in the, I think, middle of 2016 or end of 2016. He trained one week and he fight like a, a four-man tournament. 
and he beat all the guys. Just like after one or two weeks training, he just get the belt. And I would say, whoa, these guys have something special. He is a Toyota tournament champion, Ominous Stadium tournament champion. And after Julio Lobo, I started to look for Luis Cajaiba. And then I talked to Leo, also Leo, so I know, I know the guy, I know he's training in Brazil. He's also one of the guys who would like you to, to give opportunity and invest in Luis Cajaiba, also never disappoint. Mm. He's a WBC Muay champion. He's one of the, the, the only foreigner who has a, the belt from Thai national champion. It's a really hard to get the opportunity to fight. And those ones y- you would be fighting more in Bangkok then, right? They fight more in stadiums like in Bangkok. Like the Lom- yeah. Lumpini. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lumpini. Julie Lobo is, um, I think, Hank number two in Lumpini and Kajaib is something like that too. Mm. Um, both going to fight in Australia for the WBC in February also. And after of then, after then was Alicia. She was a girlfriend, like a girlfriend of Jose Neto, our first champion. And Neto started to talk about her. You should look her videos, how she's training, how she's fighting. And she was quite young at this point, too. She was 19 yeah. years old, something like that, yeah. when she came. And say, man, uh, she's a machine. She, man, to bring this girl to. And then bring the Alicia to. Uh, sometimes you have a dope. It's like, uh, I'm going to invest my money. In but now, now she's... She's she is a champion in one. She is a champion um, in one. But she's the champion for her weight class of Muay Thai, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Is, is she transitioning into MMA as well? I think she wants, but I think my opinion, I, I we never talk. I think she wants to do more things in Muay Thai until do this transition. Yeah, because you're watching a lot of these uh Muay Thai fighters like Stamp Fairtax yeah. and Wonder Girl. Mm-hmm. They've all transitioned into Muay Thai and mm-hmm. they're from uh, I think they're I think they're in Bangkok or Yeah, uh, Fairtax, Thai. I think so. Fairtax, yeah. yeah. Um and coming from the business side and, and your fighters getting into to one or UFC, um, where are they gonna make more money? Are they gonna make more money in the Muay Thai ring of one or do they have a better opportunity to make more on the mma side or is is the end goal like bellator or ufc about about only about business uh mma mma uh, i believe so yeah depends like uh if alicia keep this belt keep uh, keep this belt too long i think she's gonna gonna get more money of course but i believe in more in mma than, than Muay Thai. D- does one fc their MMA fighters are getting paid more than, let's say, the kickboxers or the grapplers. I, I think so, and even more than Muay Thai. Brandon, yeah. uh, uh, Muay Thai is, is not hard life. It's not for anyone. Yeah, Muay Thai, you're training more than MMA first, and you receive so much less than any of these fight sports. Yeah, you don't go into it for the money. It's more the passion. No, it's more the passion. Yeah. That's why I, I, I like these guys in my gym. Mm. They have so much passion. It's unbelievable. Now it's pri- it's primarily uh, the Brazilians that are at your gym. Are you starting to get more Farangs? Or oh, sorry, oh, let's say uh, living here too long. Uh, more like uh, <laughs> Westerners, like let's say like people from the U.S. or Canada yeah, or Europe. Yeah, yeah, I, I I get a really good guy from America now too. Actually, Tucker and uh, and Jaliu Jaliu Burns, he's doing really well. I start to get a lot of Westerners. I get Maha from Morocco also. I get Maisha from um, Germany. I get Paloma from Spain. Mm-hmm. And these two Americans also. That's some of new guys there that I don't know the name now. I yeah, there's a lot of so yeah. people. But uh, that guys that I say, like a Jaleel Burns, you're going to hear about them. Um, when you get a new fighter joining, let's say like Alicia or, or any young male or female that ha- is very promising, Sorry. is it your responsibility uh, as the boss and the owner, or do you have a management team that will sit down with these fighters and create some sort of career roadmap? Meaning, hey, you got to train every day, and from here, you're going to get a fight up in Lumpini. If you can win that, maybe we can get you a contract in one. Maybe we can get it in Bellator. Do you provide these roadmaps to fighters when they come join the gym? It's not only about me first. Yeah, it's about the trainer. I put so much things in the, in the head of uh, in the hand of Leo. He he knows better than me what what the fighter can can do. How much they can grow, and if they really want this. So we discuss between me and him, and about the help. To be honest, I I don't like to help nobody when they come to the gym for the first month. 
I put many, many good guys to pay. Mm. So no, first you pay because you need to give a, your money must have a value here. Yeah, you want to see their value and yeah, see see if they have yeah, the yeah, yeah. I don't like to help straight away. What do you look for in a fighter? Because for example, um I'll change the question a little bit. If you're bringing a fighter in and you meet them first firsthand, what are those like top characteristic traits that you're looking for your ideal fighter? What do they need to possess that you can say that's the person I want? Heart. 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 Yeah. You know, you don't need to be talent. You don't need to be well, but you must know what you want and you must have a heart. I, I so many guys come to the gym, they have no talent. They don't know how to punch. They don't know how to kick. But they grow so fast. One the first example was Jose Neto. When he come to the gym, he don't know how to punch. He don't know how to kick. And he was he become the first champion. He he has two or three belts in the row. So but this guy has a lion heart. But they're putting in the they're getting up at six, they're running the ten K, they're training three times a day. They training two times a day. They wake up five in the morning, run ten, twelve kilometers, depends off the fight camp they have. Then they go to the gym, then they, they do heavy bags, they do sparring, they do the same train almost every day. And like you said, it's much more we say grueling or taxing or it's punishing on the body than yeah. an MMA fighter. Much more. Yeah, much more. Just because of very high impact. It like a, even MMA, you have a different kinds of training every day. So today your your head coach is saying, "On oh, today we're gonna focus on grappling." Yeah. Fine. Today is just the physical condition. Fine. But tell him, Muay Thai, no. Mm. You're gonna run. You're gonna kick. You're gonna punch. You're gonna do sparring. Gonna do this. this. Yeah, the, especially the running aspect, and a lot no, of MMA so, fighters. So uh, like um, I was listening to a podcast with Valentina Shevchenko. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know her. Mm -hmm, of course, and she said no, she hates running. Like, just uh, she will not do it. But the Muay Thai guys, like, because me living around here, you have uh -huh. Revolution and Sutai. Yeah. I mean, you see six-year-old kids running like five, six k two times a day, yeah. every day, and like and it's six, five k is nothing. The guy, yeah. most of the the, the guys in the morning they hunt. They run 10 between 12. Yeah. Every day. And they're running extra. And that's just before they even and some, start. And some sat Saturday, they get the bonus in the morning. Mm. They go to Big Buddha running. Yeah. From Shalong. Hell no. Absolutely. <laughs> that's not. the extra bonus no, for no, Saturday. No, no, no. They say, oh, in the morning, you don't need to kick pads, but to just go to the Big Buddha run. <laughs> yeah. This one, I, I've seen them do that, those hill sprints, and absolutely not. Yeah. I, I got a little hill here that I'll, I, I test out, but. It's not for me. No, it's not for <laughs> me, man. There's no way I cannot. I, I got too much, too much weight. It just destroys my knees. Um, going back, back to the gym side, and then I want to jump into Magic Paradise and talk about that Good. as well. Because getting back to your, to your passion in, in yeah, the events. Yeah. But um, just before we jump ahead of that, can you describe? Uh, because obviously that we are on YouTube, but also Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Can you describe? Phuket Fight Club in terms of the facility and what you offer and what is there if people were to come visit or join? Man, like, uh, I, for me, for me, no, I have the best gym. I have the best facilities in Thailand. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe that I have the best facilities. I believe that uh, I have the best Muay Thai coach, Liu. I believe that uh, I have the best BJJ coach. I have a three black belts. You can search and some other gym they don't have. I have the best CrossFit coach, Natalie. And I have the best facilities. I have a few apartments. I have a ice bath, automatic one. I have a pool. I have the best stuff. So I believe that I have the best facility. Are there any like little secret <laughs> Easter egg am uh, amenities that you have that people might not be aware of as well? Like um, something that people would be more surprised? Like, oh, you, you know, you get to the gym, you're like, I can't believe they have this type of stuff as well. They're going to be surprised because there's a family. They're yeah. going to feel at home. You can ask anyone from who trained there, like a beginners or fighters. They feel at home. Mm. They try to make a meetings. Even my house sometimes we do some Brazilians barbecue. Try to put the people more next. I, I try to cook for them. <laughs> understand? They're gonna feel at home. Mm -hmm. Understand? And, and they're gonna appreciate the training also, because the, the training is gonna push them. Yeah, and that, that's that's important too, especially when you're living abroad um, and being so disconnected from your real family that you mm -hmm. kind of create um, this, uh, s uh, you know, a family, a home away from home. Yeah, and w which is probably as you're bringing in Brazilians, family is very important in this part of the culture as well. Yeah. So to make sure that they're happy and feel secure, it's probably I'm assuming very important to you as well. Yeah. 
For me, it's really important that they, they feel that they have some support. Yeah. They're not, not alone here. Now, um, and then we'll move on to the Magic Paradise. Now, as a sponsored fighter, you're explaining you got to come in, you got to prove yourself. And I, I don't want to get into the business numbers or anything no, like no, that, no, but no. What, what does that mean when a gym takes on a sponsored fighter? What type of stuff do you do you offer them? What is their responsibility? How how does that that uh, relationship work without obviously getting too detailed? It, it's really easy to be honest. I don't sponsor too much fighters. I only sponsor training. Okay, you go by yourself. I have a three fighters who I sponsor. I help with them house here. Okay, yeah. I don't I don't need to tell yeah. the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the main fighters of the gym. Yep. Uh, but uh, I'm here to help them, like when they need to do some visa, student visa, when they they need something, they know. They. But uh, actually, I just sponsor training. So the you train. have your training for yeah. free, and you have your facilities for free. You can use the pool, you can use the sauna, you can use the CrossFit to make your physical condition. If you want to move to jump to MMA, you can go there and train BJJ. You can get some gears at the shop also, and that's it. Yeah, and I think that that's most of the gyms are doing something similar. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's for any listeners, anyone out there that they don't understand that dynamic um, because they might not even understand what does that mean as a sponsored fighter, especially let's say you're a kid in Canada and looking to come train Muay Thai. Well, there's these opportunities here as well in case you don't have the money. Maybe just work your ass off and yeah. get a sponsorship. I think if you work your ass off, as you say, you're going to get something yeah. from the gym from the some nutrition company or some shop company, some brand, they're going to see you. Yeah, you got to hustle and you pick yeah. it up along the way. Yeah. Okay, so let's transition into Magic Paradise. Magic um, Paradise. Just take it from the beginning. How did this come together? Um, I'll kind of leave the question there and keep it open-ended. But the idea, it's funny. You have one here before, the owner of City Panawana, and he's doing Circle Local. Yeah. I have the idea in his party. Actually, I was partying there in a circle local, the, the last circle local, and I, I was talking with my friends, and a friend of mine, is, he's the DJ here, and said, man, I want to I, I do one party here. But that idea of Magic Paradise was supposed to be just a, a live. So the Instagram, the name is Magic Paradise Live. I want to just do, like, oh record, oh just some live. Mm. It was not supposed to be, like, come, uh, become this big party. And then the first party we did just a live. I invite a few people by mail. I give some wristbands. I didn't open the gates to anyone to come. Just invitation, just invitation. And then the t- friends say, you should do more. I say, yeah. And uh, a guy who was helping me, Moose, he's a really good guy. He helped me a lot on this party. And he say, look, uh, we should get some connection with maybe Kudo. He was working for Illusion before. It's a good relation, Kudo. Maybe Kudo, maybe Catch Beach Club. I say, what? Why not Cafe Domar? And uh, we're supposed to do the second one in a Catch Beach Club, but something happened. It was an election in this time and on yeah, this date. Yeah. And then I, uh, we went to to Cafe Domar, who opened the doors for us. It was really nice. Uh, now that was the was that the the big party that led we, we to did, we did three part we did one. That was for invitation. Was not in Cafe Domar. Was at the View Condo, and then we did three parties in Cafe Domar. Was really successful. Was really crazy. The last one we we, we don't bring because the international artist was here. Richard Madden and Waffle was here already to play. And the party didn't happen, and then we bring them to play for Major Paradise. But I mean, like uh, we have a luck because Cafe Domar opened the doors for us. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Gregor, like uh, one of the shareholders there, he was really friendly. The old manager there also, Bruce, he was like a f- really friendly. And, and we did these three parties there. We're sup- we are supposed to do one party per month. And uh, the last one was in March. And then become all this crazy COVID situation. But we did uh, yeah. January. We did uh, February and then we did March. Yeah, there was the so that was the big one in the news, and we can cut this if you don't want. But that kind of are, are we allowed to talk about that or no? We can talk about. Okay. It. Um, yeah. So it's everyone that is was was in Phuket or even pretty much all of Thailand heard what happened, and there but was w- this. But was not my part. I'm gonna the, cut you. Uh, okay. <laughs> that, that's why. That's why I say you need to cut me because well, I I think I'm. I was I'm, not. Was the party? 
with the guys from Bangkok. It, they are my friends. Okay. They 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 promote after my party. Got you. And again, a lot of people from Bangkok because the party is from Bangkok. Yes. Yes. The party is from Bangkok. And it's quite famous. They have a 97 between the nine color years. festival. Color. It's ah, not the okay. same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, I got you. Yeah, I yeah. understood. So um, they promote the party. The party was nice. I didn't went to the party. I was busy. Organized my, my Yeah, I didn't things, go either. So I, I got free COVID. Same. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. So, but uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you have this situation. Yeah. And wh what about, are you planning to get another Magic Paradise event happening? Yeah, I'm planning. Café do Mar actually has pushed me every day to, to go there to meet. Okay. But man, I'm going to Brazil next week. And uh, I want to do one Magic Paradise. And I want to do something big here. Mm. I, I can talk about. What, what, do you actually, mean, what do you mean big? I don't know if you know the, 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 the brand Solid Grooves. Solid grooves. Yeah, I wanna oh. I wanna make solid grooves here from from England. So for me, right now for me they have the the best music and the best DJs too. I'm sorry the the older guys, but uh, I'm pretty in contact with them. So I wanna do something like a Magic Paradise present solid grooves. I wanna I wanna do something really big, and but uh, for April, March, or even later. But I'm planning to do Magic Paradise maybe February, end of February, I'm Magic Paradise. And both would be happening probably at Cafe Del Mar. Not sure about Not Solid sure. Grooves. Magic Paradise probably. And uh, Solid Grooves also in Bangkok. Okay. One in Bangkok and one in Phuket. For, I've always wondered, uh, you, you get these festivals, um, like, the, what is it, the Fruit Festival up in... Uh, forget the name of it i've never in, been there I, I haven't been as well but i mean how come this can't work i, I mean i know juan is kind of doing his circle loco up at baba um which there's more space and it does have, have that festival vibe uh, one is the man man he, yeah. he has his hotel and he has the, the space to do the the part that's there. the thing he has for, the space. Uh, for him uh, he has everything to do and he has the good contact with antonio from circle loco and uh, he has the space and he has the hotel. So he can put the DJs there and he can do the part. Do you, do you see that as a possibility happening on the island of Phuket? Are there any locations that could cater to like I'm a festival look, style? I'm looking for that location. Actually, I yeah. send I send message to one, so you should help me. <laughs> I said, but I have my own party yeah. and I have everything. They, so they have, I, I still asking here to, to help. They me. have a one location up in Lyon, but it's a bit tricky to find in... You have to go back there. It's like these dirt biking tracks. Yeah. And usually the ties, like, because I used to live up there, uh -huh. and the ties will do kind of big uh, food festivals there. But the ground is massive. I was I was looking. Do you know where is a Paradise Beach before? Yes. Yes. I was maybe to do there. But the problem with Paradise Beach is it's a nightmare getting in and out. Yeah. Because when you want to go in, it could take 20 minutes. And when you want to leave, now and you're... You need the oh. tuk-tuk to bring you... I went once and I had a party there and I, I'm like, I'm never going you, back. You have to go, you have to go down with, by tuk-tuk? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of gets, it's like, you want to go home and then it's like, it's just not so simple. Yeah. And then they got to bring you into Batong and this. Yeah, like a, my party, I like to do day, day party because oh, okay. my, the, the style of Magic Paradise is sunset party. Mm. And... Uh, I don't know. I think there is, is a good location because it's a front of the beach. It's like That's Café a, Domar. Uh, yeah, the location. Café Domar great. always I get the best sunset. Yeah. If you if you take a look on the Magic Paradise videos, you're gonna see the, the best sunset in your life. The best like a good music and beautiful people and best sunset. Um to change a little bit of the directions and more about you, you're, you know, you're wearing many hats. Um, you're constantly traveling as well for, for work. And you, you were discussing about doing some CBD business as well. I, I um, just invest, right just now. investing. What else can you take on your plate? I mean, is there a point where are you, would you be too overloaded? Do you have future plans for things outside of Phuket fight club and magic paradise? Is there anything else? I have a transportation company in Brazil. Mm. I have a transportation company and we had we got a lot of trucks transportation rice soil okay and corn on brazil and uh i'm looking something in california with my friends there too after brazil is supposed to go to california and let's see i just try to smell opportunities you know if, yeah. if you tell me this 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 plant can get so <laughs> we can get something with this plant behind of you i say why not brandon let's let, give let, it let's, a go let, let's try <laughs> <laughs> um is there is there a certain 
let's walk through your daily schedule so people can understand, especially I think this is interesting for anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur and is it for them? Maybe that Muay Thai ethic and that, that heart also applies to you. I mean, are you a guy, are you up at six in the morning, you're going to bed at two at night. Like what, what is your daily routine? I go to the bed here in Phuket. I go to the bed 2 a.m. almost mm. here in Phuket because I have to be in touch with uh, Brazil work. I have to be in touch in Europe work too. So I go to the bed 2 a.m. And then I usually to wake up 8 in the morning. And I get the time and drink my coffee. I have to take care of my dogs. This is my passion. I have two dogs. Yep. So I take care of my dogs. And I went to the gym almost every day, like at 9, 30, 10, 10 a.m. And you keep, you keep this. This is consistent. Here in Phuket, that's my life. I, I, I yeah. went to the bed 2 a.m., wake up between 8, 8.30, went to the gym 10 a.m., 1 p.m. I train. I train at the CrossFit area. I do my sauna. Went to house again, check some meals. I I have a cousin in Brazil. Like uh, We invest in, 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 in Bitcoins as well, but he yep. take, take care more. He's a day trading. I'm not day trader. Uh, at least I don't have time to, to be a day trading. So I talk with my, my guys. I back to the gym sometimes, 5 p.m. I, I take a look on the Muay Thai training because it's my patient. I don't take a look so much on the CrossFit and... Uh, and MMA, I, my patients, the Muay Thai guys. I take a look a little bit. I went to the office again. I talk with uh, my manager, compare, and uh, we see what the what's the new, what's the problems to solve. And I went back home. I play some music. I have my equipment there. Yep. I play some music. I cook some food because I like to cook too. And that's that's my life in in in, in Thailand. Yeah, Thailand life. I think most people are are quite similar as well. Yeah, that's it's a Thailand a, life, and I, I I love this life. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, you need to keep busy because Phuket can be quite boring, but there is exactly. a lot to do. There is as a lot a, to do, a, but you have to stay busy. But I'm not the guy who go to the beach often. Yeah, Sam. I, I I go to see the. I'm sunset lover, so I go to see the sunset. Have I went beer. there. I see the sunset. I saw the sunset. Then I went back Same, home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. I can't. I, I don't know. I can't lay on the beach and just lay there. I get. No. I get too bored. I need to move. My my friend Phil, he said I have to to go more to the beach to get more vitamin D. I stay one hour in the sun. I say sorry. I can't. I feel to take some pills. Vitamin D <laughs> yeah, too. It's enough. D three. <laughs> yeah, I can't stay in the beach so long. Yeah. What What is it about Thailand that you love? Like. Uh, I mean, everybody has their own thing, but what is it for you? For me, is the safety life, the, the, the first thing, the safety life. But uh, the Thailand for me is more Phuket. I, I love Bangkok. I love the nightlife from Bangkok. But for, for me, Phuket, it's much more easy. So you need something you have easy. You have a good supermarket here. You can buy good food to prepare in your home. You have a good restaurant as well. The food is not expensive. And uh, you have good people around here. You don't have like uh, bad people. The people here was not rushing all the time like Bangkok. And uh, yeah, it's that's very my and I yeah. very laid back, very yeah. very easy as well. I yeah, I it's I like the life in Shalong. It's like a, it's a kind of health life, and people is more easy people there. And I, I never been so much in, in here than in Surin and Bantau, just to restaurants. I don't know how is the life here. Yeah, it's it's very laid back, very simple. I mean, I, I think the whole the whole island's quite, yeah, yeah. quite. It's just people don't understand how big Phuket is. Yeah, I mean, for Surin down to let's say Chalong, it's at least forty five minutes, and that's without traffic, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so people forget about the size of this island. Yeah, I mean, even to get down to Nyharn from here is about almost an hour. Okay, so. remember me so much, Florianopolis. You've been the salt of Brazil. No. I've never been to Brazil. Remember a lot, mm. a lot. I just have the yeah, yeah, the yeah. Brazilian. I just had a the taste. Brazilian hot, yeah. <laughs> just a taste. Yeah, no. Oh my god, oh, maybe she's listening to this. Uh oh, hello, yeah. Polly. L let's send the link to her. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Sorry, what? Okay. Um, yeah, you threw me off guard there. Yeah, coming from Brazil, and and again, I, I had this. I had a Brazilian girlfriend. And mm -hmm. There's a lot of Brazilian food that you must miss. What are you missing out I, on? I make. You're, you're able to like. Uh, I make everything. At home. Ponte I make ponte queijo at uh, home. Actually, you can buy ponte queijo. Really? Flower thing. You, you just can buy have it to here. mix the eggs. Yeah, you can buy it at the Villa Market. So the all the Brazilians. Uh, Villa Market, pretty yeah. much any of the Villa Markets, yeah, you can, you buy, can buy it. Mm. Okay, and you can make by yourself. But a lot of the, uh, the... Are you a cheese fan? 
I like cheese. Yeah, I some like of cheese. the what is this cheese like they do with the and then it's kind of like a like a burnt cheese. Uh, I forget the name of it. This one is ah, uh, uh, it will come to me later. Anyways, uh, but also I, the I miss my mom food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I miss my mom food. Uh, a few things in Brazil like uh, I Far miss farofa. Farofa. I always when come fighters here, I say so you have to reserve a, a place in your bag. And I bring farofa, you have to bring this, a doce de leche, and that and that. Some kind of uh, chocolates from Brazil, too. Because some of this stuff you cannot get. No. No, no, no. Oh, like a farofa. Yeah, this, no. Get. Ah, okay. Yeah, get. it's, um, and, and I'm assuming, is there, there's Brazilian barbecue in Phuket. I heard there was a place. I don't, I've I never been, it, though. I've never been to, no. I've been only in, in, in Bangkok. They have a, two places there mm. in Bangkok. It's a, it's a good one. It's not bad. They, they make everything. They have pontequeijo, they have uh, steaks, they have the feijoada, the black beans. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so they have almost that. everything. But uh, the, the the Brazilian food is too, is too like, uh, big because, like, uh, we change in different states. And in my state, as I say to you, I come from the middle of Brazil. We, we have a lot of products from the corn mm -hmm. also. We have a different style of the food. Of course, barbecue... You're gonna find churrasco. You're gonna find everywhere. In the north of Brazil, they change also. They change the spice that they put on the food. They make some ducks spices different, mm -hmm. tasty. You go to the to the northeast of Brazil, also change the food. So it's a very complex food. Do you see yourself um, living in Brazil again at, at some point in your life, or is it kind of just a place you go to visit and and stay at home? What what is right. your what is your ideal life for your for yourself? Right now, no. I have I have this thing in California to discuss with my my friends. To it's about CBD too, and uh, to legalize some 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 company there about the weed and about everything. It's something that, that, that it's not time to talk. Yeah. Right now, yep. it's a a future project. And uh, but I don't see myself in Brazil right now. Many 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 of my friends ask me, ah, why did you not open one Poké Fight Club in Brazil? Why did you not open this in Brazil? I might can open something in Brazil when they legalize about the weed because I have a, a good friends in my back who can do something with me, mm -hmm. like uh, some expert guys. But they are still in the process about the legalization. The medicine now is still working. It's, it's working well. My mom, my mom started to get CBD as well mm -hmm. there in Brazil. And uh, when when they open for for this uh, medicine now. Cannabis, yeah, maybe I can open something, but I don't see myself living in Brazil right now. Yeah, and, and especially with Thailand legalizing it, do you see any opportunity there as well, or is it still too, I, too early? I can see, but uh, what I can see too is the big companies is already here. Yeah. I, I don't know how much you are, you are inside of this business, you, but uh, what I hear is the big companies are already here. Maybe it's not too early, but maybe it's too late. Mm. To be honest, yeah. Oh, I I had some ca uh, cannabis experts come on. Actually, your your manager, yeah, yeah I know, I know, uh, he boyfriend nice. Nico came yeah, on. Yeah, Nico's and oh, nice he's guy. A very very smart yeah. guy. And um, they were just kind of explaining what was going on with that. He, here. He's the guy who uh, wants to help me in Brazil if <laughs> if I something happened there. Well, at least that that's the guy that he he has the right information and he knows what the hell he's talking about. He's a uh, he's on another level. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I don't know where. Where I see the cannabis industry going in Thailand, I feel like it's still going to be very, even if you are a foreigner investing, it's uh, still going to be very Thai-owned. I think you, you must have some some Thai people who you yeah. can trust first. And and that Thai people must be really involved there. I, 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 I'm, I'm not seeing um, the government give a good opportunity for foreigners. Yeah, Med medium like I, I I'm talking about like a small business. I I not see I I'm talking by myself. I'm not seeing this. Yeah, I think it'll be more being a middleman, and you'll be responsible for bringing the product to the client instead uh -huh. of being kind of heavy on the manufacturing yeah, side. Like I don't I don't see that side happening. Yeah, and sure. then that's where the money's made. The menu you don't want to, who wants to be a middleman. <laughs> I have the same opinion. Yeah, I think so. Um, if anyone was looking to start up. Um, a gym from the beginning, uh, let's say a Muay Thai gym specifically. Uh, do you have any lessons learned that, you know, if you went back and started again that you would have done differently? I have 
never let your business so long time in the hand of somebody. Mm. And is that specifically talking about the time when you said you left for about a year and a half and came back and just saw Yeah, exactly. Mm. I'm not uh, I'm not talking that the people did shit in my gym but uh, they not control as you going to control. You can be far like I was traveling for seven months now, but I was in touch every day, every day, more than two times per day with my staff, and uh, really in touch. Um, I seen the commerce. I have my application. I seen the commerce how the training was doing, and everything. But I'm here. Mm. If I gonna go out, I gonna be back in a few months again. I'm never gonna be like a one year out. Yeah, it's you. you it's always hard when you bring people into like a new business and maybe this is a, a, my experience as well mm-hmm. uh, not not just from this but for other business I, I do electronics manufacturing that's why i don't have shitty holder but it's you, that's the thing unless these people have a large piece of equity which most entrepreneurs don't want to give away it's hard for them to be incentivized to yeah, yeah. put their heart into it it's not them baby exactly it's not their baby right yeah so th- yeah that that's where it can get a bit tricky and it's uh you learn that along. They along don't the have way. the motivation that yeah. we're gonna have. Yeah. Even yeah. the thing when they think this is worse, we we're gonna find the motivation yeah. to keep going. Yeah. They not. They just wanna receive the salary at the end of the month. What is what is your what is your motivation? Like I, I know it's a stupid question. Like no, it's not. What meaning? No, meaning like what gets you up in the morning? But I mean, what motivates you to continue to to work so hard and push so hard? I mean, about my gym, about my gym. It's uh, uh, when, uh, when no, I re- beyond beyond the gym, like so, beyond the and, gym. and beyond the, the the money, like uh, like forget about like the profit side, like your motivation to to push that you know that baby into to an uh, adult, or what, what motivates you to on any type of business that you take on. I, I like I like to to see the project grow up, and I realize that it's like with the magic products, we grow it for nothing. Now it's too big. Everybody knows. Yeah, it's the same with the gym. Th- for the gym, it just because I realized that I changed the life of the the people. Mm. And this motivates me a lot. It's and not about yeah. money anymore. Like uh, if I stop right now doing business, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. To be honestly, I can survive with the money I have. It's fine. But when you change, with any help, when you change the life of the people, then that's the motivation. That's the point. Yeah, and you can actually see it firsthand. Like uh, as well. when you realize, like when somebody come to you say, "Hey, thank you," you give me, you give just the, you ju- I just give the train for somebody. That's not so much. The guy come and shake your hand and say, "Thank you, you you helped to change my life." That's a kind of mo- motivation. And you dream together with something, and then you get this done, and that's the motivation. And about everything too, I don't, some trading, everything. I have, I have, a, I'm lucky guy. I have a lot of people around me who help me a lot. Do you, if you were not doing uh, involved in the Phuket side of let's say Muay Thai and, and your gym or or even involved in any of these other businesses, what is kind of like your 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 I don't want to say your dream, but what would you be doing? Would it be maybe going back to football would it f- or futsal? Is there something else you would be doing if you weren't doing this? So I think I think supposed to be in Brazil mm. and doing what my sister and. Uh, my brother-in-law is doing there. They produce soy. They are big there. The big farmers there. And they have the transportation company as well. Maybe I, I will get my money for my father. And, uh, we'll but would there be passion there? Because also like... My I don't know if I'm going to be passion. That, that's, I mean, my Maybe, yeah. I, 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 I don't yeah, know. It's Maybe, yeah. Because it's something also that you grow. <laughs> understand yeah, yeah. and in the end you're gonna realize but you have to have wake up in the morning and you want to make you it have, grow you have to wake like up in the morning. Uh, you have to do everything like my 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 father owns a, 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 a like a government office furniture company in canada mm-hmm. and like from day one i'm like there's not a chance i'm waking up every morning and looking at office furniture like there's just, like so i could i could have gone down that road but um no there's no passion behind that project so it's always interesting to hear from another entrepreneur, like what would drive them? What would they do differently? And in, in, in that sense as well. I think I will try to support my, my sister business because yeah. she's really, she's really smart in what she's doing. And my brother-in-law too. I think, oh, I will be there doing this. or will be in like a promote parties as well. There, Something like that. I will do something. Yeah. <laughs> do you, what, what do you see for the future of Thailand? Um, 
specifically for Muay Thai uh, and and the gym side? Is it going to keep growing and exploding in Phuket, or is kind of the market established now? I think uh, for this answer, to be honest, we have to think about uh, Thailand COVID, Thailand without COVID. Mm. I I can't give the, the 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 answer for you because you know this up and down close. Yeah. Open, close. When I close the gym, they close the event as well. The fighters get fucked. Yeah. So they have no money. It's going to be hard to answer this this question for you about the Muay Thai. Yeah. Because the Muay Thai like uh it's open now, but it's not that open for the public. It's uh I don't know if you know, they bring two shows from Bangkok. Yeah, to Phuket right now. To well, Patron. one of your fighters, yeah, they're fighting almost every weekend. That was there. in Bangkok, though, yeah, right? Yeah, they are. This is a show from Channel Eight. Yeah, they bring to to Patong because here is a big promoter, um, Pino Noi. He talk with the promoters that they bring the show here because here is like a less COVID case than than Bangkok. But the public can't go. But the pub can't go. You you I can't go because I'm owner yeah. of the gym. Uh, if you want to go, you have to get some like a media credential or something yeah. like that. To go, it's not that open. Have you heard of this opening or coming back, or is it still who knows? I hear something about Lumpini is going to coming back, and Hajder Man is going to coming back because uh, one of my fighters is supposed to fight on this stadium, and for the next month, that's a cross fingers and yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's I mean, I would go to the Muay Thai fights in Patong. I mean, there's always something. Even if you weren't going out and partying, it just I sometimes go down on a whatever a Tuesday night and just go for the mm-hmm. fights, have maybe a couple beers and go yeah. home. Yeah. I, it was a great time, and you didn't need to go out to Bangla after yeah. and get crazy, um, but it was still something to do. No different than going to the movie theater, just something different. Yeah, that's kind of the thing in Phuket. Um, some of these things we've lost because of the current situation as well we lost a lot of teams how, how did that are you able to talk about that not obviously no numbers nothing like that but how how did that affect your gym because however your story or you replied to this every gym i'm assuming in phuket felt the same pain exactly i i i i, I talk something with my staffs not with all with leo and uh, with compare that's my manager i think i, I i'm gonna keep this we 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 get in the head, we get in the head. But I believe who gonna survive in this moment, gonna get something really big when this all this crazy situation st- st- stop. That's why I I put by myself. I try to keep the the business work. Now it's okay. Now it's mm. good again. And if you go to my gym, you're gonna see like a full of people in Muay Thai. I just bring one more trainer because there's a lot of people. I had a lot of I have a lot of bookings for the apartments too, and I believe it's going well. But we have uh, some crazy moments and and, and uh, begin of the year, and the last year, the end of the last year was like a hard. Yeah, because uh, you just I, did that investment in terms of the development, I, I, and then just man, I start to build. It was not a half of the beauty, and then back. Yeah, COVID come. Yeah, and then I told, should I stop this? So no, I'm gonna keep. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep. Yeah, because when the door is open, you're yeah. g- it's going to flood. I, I think what will happen here, if things like get uh, fixed completely, I think it still could take another year as long as things don't get worse. Um, you'll see a surge in Thailand similar to like what happened after the tsunami. Like just because of all these problems, from mm-hmm. those problems, things grow, they develop, they get better, and people adapt. I, I truly believe, um, especially Phuket, things will it grow, grow exponentially. And people are start to realize that um, maybe Canada or U.S. or your home country isn't the safest place to be, and you have these well magical paradises. Exactly, <laughs> I believe the same. I, be, I I actually I believe like after Feb. I wanna I wanna see after February. I I bet my 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 money for February to I, see what happens. To see what happened. If they not get crazy with this up and down to close, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah, if we can get through after February, if they can get and they don't, you know, take in let's call it the 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 high season yeah. uh, tourists and, mm-hmm. and and they continue to let it go as it is, you'll be fine. Because I don't think you're, you're not going to get the Chinese this year. Or the no, and, but and you have to take a look for Europe now. Europe yeah. is shutting down some things. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I have apartment in a, in a Holland. And uh, I see about the restrictions, like we can't training after 5 p.m. The bars shut down like at 6 p.m. 
So these people they'll come they, here. They'll come here. Yeah. The French people, the Dutch people, the German people, they all come here. And that's the beauty about Thailand as well. Like uh, I was talking to Juan uh, Isser about this. The prices make sense in terms of like it's not Greece, yeah. meaning you're not it's it's you're not paying two times the price. I mean, if you want to be let's call it like uh, a Muay Thai fighter on a budget, you can survive off pretty much yeah. pennies here if you really really want. If you ate like a Thai person every day and you you st stayed in a simple accommodation, yeah. you don't need that much money to survive easily a year. Yeah, the Muay Thai fighter actually they they live like a Thai, a Thai people. Yeah, here. they eat the same food. Depends off the Muay Thai fighter because I saw someone they they really like patong too they yeah, like yeah, the party yeah. depends off what they want they want to come here to just train and enjoy life it's different but the, if they want to be a fighter and then they have to be like a Thai fighter they're gonna survive easy yeah and and then you see your your uh, the people training around you as well and they want to have that lifestyle and a lot of the, people come to Thailand for the real authentic Thai experience. I I think some of the guys they come with this this uh, this dream. I want to be the fighter. Want to eat like a Thai fighter, but when they when pass like a six months in Thailand, yeah, say, ah, but should I go to this party too? And then they meet some girls and then they drink and yeah. they say, ah, but maybe I can have both. But no, you cannot. But other you can't have both life. No, that's um, you can uh, enjoy after fight like I have a few beers with your girlfriend or if your friends, but. Monday, you have to wake up and start to do the same thing. Yeah, and you can't put your body through that. No. They need to be so focused. It's no. uh, yeah, the Muay Thai life. It's definitely on another level, and it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's a, a complete it's a lifestyle. lifestyle. It's yeah. another word. Yeah. It's been it's another word. Okay, well, I th we're probably getting close to an hour and a half now. Uh, oh, I thought we were. But um, so what I wanted to do is um, usually with our guests to allow them to kind of plug the plug what they're doing and, and give all that information on like, where can they find you? Where can they find magic paradise, Phuket fight club, all that social media information that we can plug in. Um, I'll shoot it over. I won't put you on the spot yet, but I'll shoot it over to this camera. We'll cut to you and just tell them exactly where they can find Phuket fight club, maybe what's coming up uh, and just some information on the, the social handles and all that stuff. Uh, they, they, they can find Phuket fight club on Instagram, Phuket fight club is the Instagram uh on facebook as well we had uh, you can search on google muay thai Phuket fight club you're gonna see all the pictures from facility and a magic paradise is magic paradise live magic paradise live and that's instagram instagram on yeah. instagram and so any facebook as well so follow that just so you can stay tuned for like any upcoming yeah, parties yeah. And, and what's exactly. going on exactly. um and then anyone looking to contact your gym just it's is it best to go through the website or through social media both, both. it's okay yeah it's okay and the, the, the website is thepukefightclub.com okay awesome um uh, cut back to me we're getting better at this now here we go um, yep. So that wraps up another episode next week. Uh, we're, we're a few episodes ahead, so I'm not sure where, when this one will be posted, maybe in two weeks. Uh, next week, we're going to be bringing on an interesting guest. It is my ex-girlfriend's son. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming in from the UK. He's at boarding school. Uh, shout out to Oliver Judge. We'll be filming him next week. He's a great kid. He's going to have some amazing stories. So if you're watching that this week, um, that episode will come out next. And stay tuned. I don't know how to end these things. Just subscribe, like, do all that stuff. And thank you.